Now I'm going to join Mark Weber for the first full hour of this weekend's edition of Garden Talk. Good morning. I haven't seen you for a while. I know. It's good to be back. How are you? I'm I'm well. I'm well. I, I guess you came back in time for the hotter, warmer temperatures to show up, didn't I- you? I did. I brought it with me. I was just thinking this week, watch the watch the this weekend and onward go back to the hot and humid we had been seeing. Well, did you know? Did you know that uh, the perfect time? I mean, the perfect time. You know, there's a perfect time to do everything, right? <laughs> Absolutely. The most perfect time to be planting grass seed is roughly about two to three weeks away. No, I did not know that. It it's is coming up. And and fall. Yes. Fall is a perfect time to reestablish your lawn. And the month of August, ladies and gentlemen, is the ideal time to be sowing grass seed and so many other wonderful things. And we're gonna need to hit the reset button this time of year on this d- edition of Garden Talk. We're gonna give you a lot of helpful tips that will make your fall landscape just blossom and grow. And even give you some tips about how to have vegetables all winter. You heard me right. How to have vegetables all winter long out of your landscape. On the station that you can depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. Here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert Weekend. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you as we begin this morning's broadcast of Garden Talk. And uh, welcome. My name is Mark Weber, and I have hosted this legendary broadcast now for 28 years. Next month, we'll be 29 years old here on the radio. And uh, I'd love to hear from you today. No matter what your question may be, um, we have answers, we have solutions, and all you need to do is dial up 457-1290, and if you're outside the area code 937, use that one, that area code to get you to the radio station. This show has been on the air for a long, long time, and I will attest that not one show has ever been like the last that we've ever done. Um, a little bit about myself, my name is Mark Weber, I am the host of today's program for the next three hours. Um, I hold uh, two degrees in horticulture from a very fine institution called The Ohio State University. And I went there before it had the the in front of it. (laughs) Um, I am also um, designated by the International Society of Arboriculture as a board certified master arborist. I have numerous other certifications and qualifications, which I plan not to bore you with. And I'm also a certified professional horticulturalist. Both the board certification and the certified professional horticulturalist are very unique and rare to hold. And I'm quite proud of the fact that I hold both. Um, I think in the United States, in the world, there's roughly 35,000 or so practicing certified arborists. And uh, to be a BCMA or board certified master arborist, less than uh, 2% of, of all those certified arborists hold that. It's special, special distinction. Um, being a certified professional horticulturalist, I believe there's like 81 or 82 in the world, and I am one of those. So as we begin this broadcast, what you're going to get when you call 457-1290, you can get information uh, that's paramount to the success of your yard, garden, and landscape. You're going to get information that will allow the investment that you make into your landscape to last a lot longer than it would otherwise. And uh, we're going to talk a lot today about the things that you should start thinking about doing in your landscape. We are turning the page from summer to fall. And I know people are saying, what do you mean, Weber? Summer to fall? It's only July. Yes, We are turning the page, and I wanted to give you a lot of insight on how to make fall really work for you. 
Fall is a really great time to reestablish a lot of things in the landscape, to replace things, repair things, transplant things, replant things, and fix what's broken or what could be broken, and more so how you're going to make it better for the spring of 2020. Um, in my landscape right now, I am in the heart. I am my vegetable garden is blossoming all over the place. I have more peppers, um, green chilies, and jalapenos than I've ever grown in my life <laughs> from two plants. Um, I did about everything I think textbook perfect this year, so I'm quite proud of my accomplishments there. But also, uh, I am harvesting fingerling potatoes, and I will tell you what. If you have never eaten a fingerling potato, you have been sadly deprived your whole life. And I don't know how else to say it. Fingerling potatoes are moist and they are tasty. They require very little butter and all sour cream stuff on them. Um, I find them just absolutely delicious. Um, you don't find them very often in stores. I, mean, I guess I, some stores sell fingerlings with a lot of the fingerlings they sell. Um, are kind of older varieties that have been around a long time and don't nearly have the flavor profiles. Um, I am proud to say that I'm growing some varieties that probably have never seen the storefront in their life. And my wife and I harvested our first pot last weekend, and I will tell you what, they were amazing. And uh, there's a variety called uh, Red Thumb. And uh, I have blue potatoes, I have purple potatoes, I have a new variety called Masquerade, which is a white-faced potato with kind of a purple-reddish covering on it, kind of looks like a masquerade mask. All these are really cool, but the cool part is, as I transition and I harvest these potatoes, I take those the pots and I kind of remove all of the dirt out of the pot, clean, get all the potatoes out of the pot. Then I put the soil, this mix that I use, utilize to grow my potatoes um, back into that same pot. And then I plant another crop. Yeah. So that one pot that I harvested my red thumbs from last weekend, um, I took the time and planted a little bit of uh, leaf lettuce, some nice, uh, nice uh, Italian leaf lettuce in, into the pot. Um, spread it out, refertilized it with my, with my slow release fertilizer, kept it watered. And I think I planted them on, um, Sunday, I think it was. Well, I'm happy to report I've got lettuce up as of Thursday, <laughs> four or five days later, I've got lettuce seed up and I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to be planting in the next week or so. I'm going to be planting some winter hardy, uh, broccolis. I'm going to be planting um, onions. I'm going to be planting more leaf lettuce. I'm going to be planting carrots. And see, so what I'm doing, ladies and gentlemen, as I rotate out and, and remove these crops that I planted some months ago, um, I'm going to enjoy them, I'm going to eat them, but I'm going to reuse that space, that soil. And I'm starting to think about planting things that I'm going to take advantage of these warmer days in August and that are coming up in September to establish these vegetables and get them well-rooted because what I'm going to be doing, yes, I'm going to be harvesting and eating them, but more so what I'm going to be doing is preparing them to go through winter because one of the things that I'm going to keep replenishing my family's table with is fresh vegetables through the fall months. And in the case of some of my onions and broccoli, I will be likely harvesting it through the winter months. So I will have fresh vegetables more likely than not throughout the months of January, February, and early March so that I can do it all over again. And at the same time, having a good time. So it kind of goes to say that as we turn the corner from July into August, um, it's a time to start planting again. And it's a time when you can start doing a lot of things, but one of the most critical things that you can be doing in your lawn area right now is getting ready for seeding. Because seeding in August is the perfect ideal time. And I know people out there hear me say this every year and for whatever odd reason they choose not to seed in August and then try to seed in late September and October. I'm telling you, 
that if you see it in August and you apply water, it is magical. It's absolutely quick, it's fast, and it comes up, it blows out of the ground. And uh, this is going to be a great weekend to start evaluating your lawn and figuring out what areas are simply garbage and what areas are not. And the areas that are garbage, I want you to think about removing the whole area with an application of a post-directive non-selective herbicide like glyphosate and killing it all. And once you kill it all, then you'll have the ability um, to go in there and seed that area here in a couple weeks and start anew. And it's literally a time for rebirth. Well, folks, when we come back, we are going to look at the updated weather forecast. I think it's from Jesse Mack. And uh, we're also going to be taking your calls. There's not one, but a plethora of phone lines available at 457-1290 here on Garden Talk with Mark Weber on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. There's a sizzling summer ahead, full of activities, trips, vacation, and fun. However, you don't want your plans fizzling because your vehicles are not dependable for the transportation ahead. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. An easy country drive from wherever you live. Save thousands on their unmatched selection of new trucks. Hundreds of trucks on site, including heavy-duty trucks that can handle whatever you're pulling. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks, and you'll be amazed at what you'll find. Dave Kale also has a vast choice of GM-certified program vehicles, low-mileage, well-maintained vehicles that'll fit your needs. Dave promised a warm reception at his dealership. There are no hassles, plus you'll spend a minimum time at the dealership and get the great price for the vehicle you want. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started, and go to DaveKaleChevrolet.com to find out more. Your best deals at Dave Kale Chevrolet in Mechanicsburg. With Lee's, homestyle can happen anywhere. Get a family meal that's ready when you are at Lee's Famous Recipe Chicken with our 10-piece all-dark meal for only $17.99. Our all-new 10-piece meal is feel-good food made famous with 10 pieces of our all-dark Famous Recipe Chicken along with a large mashed potatoes and gravy, large coleslaw, and five fluffy biscuits. Get a sit-down meal made easy with our 10-piece all-dark meal for only $17.99. Only at Lee's. Famous for chicken. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy, or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-226-9149. That's Arbor Experts at 226-9149. When someone hears the words, you have cancer, it's one of the darkest moments in their life. Light the Night brings light to the darkness of cancer by uniting survivors, patients, and supporters in the cause to end cancer. Friends, families, and coworkers form a community of hope, raising funds in support of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Together, we walk with lanterns held high to light the path to cures. Last year alone, the FDA approved 18 new drug therapies and treatments to treat blood cancers. The impact of LLS-supported research goes beyond blood cancer. The discoveries made in blood cancer research have led to breakthrough treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. When we walk, cancer runs. Join the movement to end cancer today. Visit us at lightthenight.org. Busy weekend, WHIO listeners. Make sure to check back Monday morning for traffic and weather every six minutes and the latest local breaking news on Miami Valley's Morning News with Larry Hanskin. Right here on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It is 721. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. 
Another nice day out there today, mainly clear to start off. Low temperatures around 64 degrees, partly sunny skies in the afternoon, slightly higher humidity with a high temperature climbing to 86 degrees. Into the evening and overnight hours, partly cloudy and will drop to a low of 67. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Thank you, Jesse. A current scan of the new live Doppler <clears throat> HG7 radar, which, by the way, it's two minutes faster than the National Weather Service's radar, shows uh, we have uh, somewhat partly cloudy uh, sky conditions, a little bit of rain over to our east by Chillicothe. Currently, it's 67 in, at the airport, 67 in Springboro, 63 in Wilmington, on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk for 29 years, 28 years, and 29 in August. On 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290, and let's head to the telephone lines. If you've got a gardening question or would like to talk about whatever is going on in your gardening world, 457-1290 is the number to dial. And uh, let's go to Kevin. Kevin's in Sydney. Good morning, Kevin. Hey, good morning, Mark. Morning, sir. How can I help? Well, uh, I've got a question about some tree identification. Um, I never knew how similar a hickory and an ash tree were to each other when they are were uh, saplings. <laughs> okay. So you're <laughs> trying to figure out if you got a hickory or an ash? Right, because my, me and my son had dug this tree up out of the woods, and there was plenty of shagbark hickory trees around. But, you know, there was also ash trees around in that woods. And, you know, him and I planted it a couple years ago, but if it's an ash tree, you know, I'm probably going to, you know, dig it out and replace it with something else. Okay. Um, let me give you an idea. I'll tell you what I would do. Um, you need to you need to key it out, <laughs> okay? Um, and key it out is a really simple thing. You just have to have patience. If you go to, um, I'm going to give you a website. You better write this down. You ready? Okay. It's wood, woodlandstewards.osu.edu. E-D-U. It's Woodland Stewards. Woodlandstewards.osu.edu. Yeah, on that site there is a. It's called Bolton Eight Nine Nine. It's from Ohio State University. It's the leaf identification of eighty-eight of Ohio's trees. Okay. And you can literally take the took take it like we're going to start out where on on the second page where it says you have a panite compound leaf which will be go will take it right to page 15 and then you'll go up from there gotcha. and, and, and you know don't be this is important don't re- realize this that everybody even people in my position use these keys to figure out plants okay right I, and, and I, I and I don't don't ever be embarrassed about you know and I say this with the greatest bit of love and respect for everybody out there. Never be embarrassed to ask the question what it is. Okay, uh, I had somebody the other day sent me something and wanted, to, and I was, and they, all this stuff was about how this tree that was involved in a certain situation was an oak tree. I looked at the photographs of it. And I'm going, this doesn't, and this was in a different part of the United States. And I looked at, it, I go, this is not an oak tree, right? And I kept looking at the photographs and I, and I'm going through my head. I'm thinking I've been to this part of the United States. I've never seen any species of Oak that looks like this. And so I started to look at the photographs a little closer and I blew them up and did a little analysis. And lo and behold, it was a, it was a hackberry. (laughs) It was a sugar hackberry to be exact. And what gave it away was it's, uniquely kind of heart-shaped lobe leaf and it had these berries on it and then i looked at the bark and i go well i know that tree that's a sugar hackberry and and and, you know again and i went through the dichominous key that i have on my computer and i walked myself through it and that's what it was okay so and, and you can do the same thing with insects you can do the same thing with fungi um, there's nothing wrong with asking the question, what, what am I looking at? Because at, at the end of the day, and this is why this is important, 
at the end of the day, um, if you don't know what it is, you can't know how to grow it, how to maintain it, how to solve its problem, okay? Right. <laughs> and you have to know, quote unquote, you have to know the patient. And uh, every patient's a little different, particularly in the world of plants, okay? All right. Well, I appreciate the help. Thank you, sir. And uh, good luck with your plant ID. Good luck. Yes. Bye-bye. 457-1290. And uh, let's go talk to... I should have done this before. Hey, Javon, see if you can get rid of... I push... Yeah, thank you. For whatever reason, Mark's clicker and it's not clicking. Let's go talk to... I'm not sure this person's name. Good morning and welcome to WHIA Radio. What's your name, please? My name is Annalie. Annalie. Okay, nice to meet you, Annalie. How can I help? Thank you. I have three questions for you. Okay, and Annalie, um, I, I need to forewarn you. It's 628 on the clocks and I have to take a, uh, a news break at the bottom of this hour or Javon gets really mad at me and 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 does mean things to me so i have okay. i have i have to be respectful to javon because he rules the airways okay all right all right what's your first question um my first question is is it possible to grow spaghetti squash in a pot with a tomato cage because i tried and i failed but yes 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 you just gotta have a big enough pot okay because i thought the tendrils i thought well, if i wrap it around the tendrils no, not a, spa- cage. not a spaghetti squash. No, and what you can do, and this is, you can grow almost any vegetable you want in a pot. Okay. okay. I have proven that beyond reproach. Um, <laughs> um, and I'll give you an example. I grow potatoes. Okay. And potatoes get big. <laughs> okay. And right. I am harvesting nearly 35 to 40 pounds of potatoes per pot right now in a pot that's approximately 24 inches wide and 24 inches tall. That's a lot of potatoes. <laughs> that's a big pot. And, and I started, and this is, the, this is the keen part that's pretty incredible. I started out with a pound and a half of potato sets. That's pretty productive. <laughs> Very productive. <laughs> and so with a spaghetti squash, first you would probably want to pick a variety that's more a bush type variety. That's the beauty of plant genetics. There's actually bush bush type spaghetti squashes, which means kind of be a bit, bit of a smaller growing habit. Okay. Let's say so on the seed envelope. Yeah, and you will look it up in one of your higher end seed companies that sell sell vegetables, but you'll look for a bush type of spaghetti squash and planted that. Tell you what, I'm going to put you on hold. Mm-hmm. After I come back, we are going to go in the garden and uh, talk about fingerling potatoes, and I'll answer the rest of your questions, ma'am, okay? Thank you, sir. Thank you. will be right back. We are hipping and hopping here on Garden Talk <laughs> on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News Talk. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO, Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 6.30. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following at this time. We're looking into new details revealed in a tragedy that happened on the Mad River after a one-year-old girl drowns. Plus, a hit-and-run crash overnight leaves one person injured. There's more sunshine on the way, but I'm tracking the next chance for storms in the Miami Valley. I'm meteorologist Jesse Magger. Exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. WHIO triple team traffic going to talk about that hit and run crash that happened overnight in just a few moments but as of right now the roadways are looking all clear not seeing anything out there that's going to cause trouble Uh, the highway service is advising those uh, however to fill up after 8 p.m. tonight due to the air quality alert that will be in effect. It's our top story in Champaign County. A 911 call released this week reveals that a one-year-old girl did not have a life vest on when she drowned Thursday on the Mad River. The family of Mia Lee was on a canoe trip from Birchbark Canoe Livery and reportedly went past the end point at State Route 55. The staff told WHIO they had to remind the family to put their life jackets on several times. Uh, apparently, 
they were either didn't understand well or were reluctant to put on their life vests. They had to be told a couple times. That's WHIO's Molly Kowick. She says the group's canoes capsized and the child's mother said she did not see her daughter again after she had gone underwater. Well, now new this morning out of Harrison Township, a man is hurt after a crash on Philadelphia Drive just after 3 o'clock this morning. Cops tell us the accident is a possible hit and run. The victim's car was reportedly hit by another going the opposite direction. The driver at the scene had injuries to his hand and wasn't able to give a description of the vehicle that hit him. We'll have more on this story as it develops. Well, if you suffered damage from the Memorial Day tornadoes and you're having issues with FEMA, help is on the way. Advocates for basic legal equality and the legal aid of Western Ohio will offer free legal help to people financially eligible who were denied benefits from FEMA or are facing eligibility problems. Free clinic locations will be at Brookville High School August 3rd, Shaw Elementary School in Beaver Creek on August 4th, and Northridge High School in Harrison Township on August 13th. That's the deadline for filing FEMA applications is August 19th, says Ron Otto with team coverage. Let's get a look at the most accurate and dependable forecast from meteorologist Jesse Mag. Another nice day out there today, mainly clear to start off. Low temperatures around 64 degrees, partly sunny skies in the afternoon, slightly higher humidity with a high temperature climbing to 86 degrees into the evening and overnight hours, partly cloudy and will drop to a low of 67. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Well, the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar looking all clear, looking off into the eastern sky. Looks to be a beautiful sunrise starting us off this morning. 64 degrees in Troy, 60 degrees in Springfield. We've got 67 here in Dayton at 633. With news on the hour, the half, and instantly when it breaks, I'm Jonah Adi on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. Depend on it. Welcome to the Life Plan Minute, 60 seconds of wisdom for your life and investments with Dan Hypes. Larry, I want to tell you about the tale of two planes. I bet this is about retirement, isn't it? Yes, it is. You see, there's a career plane that people are on. They work, they save, they make decisions. And probably hit some turbulence along the way, too. <laughs> exactly. But now they're getting ready to land and begin retirement. Oh, I think I know this story. Oh, but Larry, here's the surprise. Retirement is not a destination. It's another plane. And you better be prepared for a new flight on a new plane with new passengers. And remember what I said before, retirement changes everything. Well, if you are within five years of retirement, call Dan Hypes and his team to learn how the retirement runway can create a smooth transition from your working paycheck to your retirement lifestyle. Contact LifePlan at 937-438-8000 or LifePlanFG.com. When life happens, call LifePlan. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy, or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-226-9149. That's Arbor Experts at 226-9149. Dreaming of becoming a professional race car driver? Speeding around empty parking lots is a start, but going pro takes time. So does quitting smoking. It's not about stopping in one day. It's about starting with day one. You just need to take that first step. Get started on your journey toward a smoke-free life with the American Cancer Society. We'll give you the support and resources you need to quit smoking. The finish line is closer than you think. Learn more at cancer.org slash smokeout. This is Clark Howard here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. Own a Google Nest device? When you get home, tell Google to play WHIO Radio. You're listening to Garden Talk on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. This shrub on any measure is outstanding. It's easy to grow. It's in full bloom right now. And what comes after the blooms is monumental. And, of course, I'm talking about the purple beauty berry or another name that this plant carries called Calicarpa. You know, it's an easy to grow, can grow in average moisture, well-drained soils from full sun to part shade, 
It has the best flowering and fruiting habits in full sun. This plant can get a little leggy, but a little bit of pruning goes a long way. Um, this plant is hardy to zone five, which means it, it thrives in our climate. It produces these most amazing, beautiful, long branches that are just covered in flowers. Mine right now is in, actually my grouping is an absolute stunning color right now. And they make these amazing colored fruit that are almost lilac violet. And I don't know how else to say it, but lilac violet. And they cover the plant and they are just stunning. About a quarter inch in diameter. And these fruit, the birds love. Folks, if you're looking for a memorable, and I mean memorable plant to add into the landscape that will change the look of your landscape forever, within reason, I highly recommend you plant the purple beauty berry. There's even a white fruited beauty berry as well. This is an outstanding plant that should be in every landscape, particularly where you need to have color, where you want to add to wildlife birds as well. Hummingbirds, they love this plant. And so do many of our other songbirds as well. This is an outstanding plant. Go plant one this weekend on Garden Talk. You've been into the garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. And uh, now this is kind of music here I can rock and roll to, Okay. But I'm not a millennial, millennial dancer type. That's crazy. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. Let's go talk to Anna Lee. Anna Lee, are you with us, ma'am? Yes, sir, I am. Okay, just call me Mark. Make me feel like my father. Um, <laughs> um, but there are bush types, like for example, with cucumbers. There's bush type cucumbers. There's also bush type uh, spaghetti squash. Wow. So what what I would suggest is get yourself a pot. Um, and, it's, and, and, and you're kind of on the tail end of when you could probably successfully plant spaghetti squash this late in the season. We had this conversation maybe a month ago. You probably gotten away with it. I don't know if you have enough time because that's a crop that's about 100 and some odd days long. And I don't know if you're going to have enough time to get a crop. Okay. But, okay. For, but for next year, now you could do this with cucumber though, or you could do this with, with uh, yellow squash or with zucchini if you wanted to. Get yourself a, a pot that's about 24 inches wide and 24 inches tall, or maybe larger, sometimes 28 or 30, either way. Make sure that pot has got uh, um, good drainage on the bottom and the sides, okay? And okay. then get yourself a, a good quality soilless potting mix, and that's one um, that's uh, made from no soil whatsoever, and it's made typically sometimes of peat and pine bark and perlite. And you're going to need a good fertilizer to add into it, which I use myself personally that I love to get, you love to death. It's called Osmocote. Osmocote. Osmocote is basically a fertilizer that's wrapped inside of a pellet, and every time it gets watered and has heat applied, it releases nutrients. And I do a great job raising vegetables with Osmocote. And then um, you're off to the races. Now, in the case of cucumber, and then, and I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. What was the question? That's all right. Peach, pine mix, and Osmocote. Yeah, you want to use a soilless potting mix. Soilless. Soilless, meaning soil and then hyphen and then less. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's okay. What was your second question, ma'am? <laughs> well, to segue from um, your your comment before the break, berries. Um, my favorite berry, and I don't know why they don't sell it in the store, is a mulberry. And my friend down in the Cedar Creek area, they're a nuisance to her because they're popping up on her property all mm -hmm. the time. So she sent me home one day with a brand new sprout two to three seasons ago, easily three seasons ago. Um, and dug it up, put it in a big bucket, like a five-gallon bucket, uh, and tossed some horse manure in there with it. I brought it home. It was on death's door because I stopped to do some art on the way home. And um, I mixed it. Um, I, I mixed all that dirt and horse manure in a wheelbarrow with my own dirt up here in Troy so that there was a, 
the native the native material, the um, composting material, and then the local material, just to give it a good start, put it in the ground. And this year was the first year that I have berries. I got maybe a dozen off of it, and that okay. was it. And they didn't look that great. And now this tree's got black spots everywhere. So on on, on its on its leaves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And my question is. Uh, what can I do to ensure success in the future for my very favorite berry? <laughs> You're one of the few people I've ever talked to that actually likes uh, mulberries. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're amazing! They're amazing. <laughs> Sometime we have more time. I'll tell you. I tell you. I'll tell you a story about the drunken uh, cedar waxwings in the mulberry tree. But uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> mulberry likes full sun. The biggest fear that I have is you've got the invasive form of mulberry, and there is a white mulberry that. Uh, Produces a black fruit that's invasive to Ohio. I just need to forewarn you about that. So you might want to key it out and see which mulberry you've got. Um, and the other thing about mulberry you need to know about is, is that it's a tree that has really, really, is a really, really lousy compartmentalizer of decay. And it tends to break and fail real easily. So it's a short-lived tree um, in that regard. Um, beyond that, um, they are self-fruitful. You don't need a, a male or female type of thing. They, they have their own male and female parts on the, on the tree itself. Oh, good. So you don't they need have and, the one and they grow fast. Um, so I think, I think as long as you've got full sun, you should be able to grow a mulberry tree. There's nothing surrounding it, but I'm hoping for more berries than I had this year. I was just excited to have any at all. Because... Well, every, every year is a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the world of mulberries. What's your third question? Uh, the third question is, I have a, a hanging petunia basket on my front porch. It doesn't get very much sun at all. So I've got it. I took it down and I put it out into a full sun area. It looks like it's on its way out. But there, the blooms on it um, are still full color and um, have a, a nice texture to them. When's the last is time it, you deadheaded it? Oh. Hmm? I haven't recently. Okay, this is what I want you to do, Annalie. Once you get a pair of scissors or a pair of pruning shears today, I want you to cut that plant back by 50%. Wow. Remember, Annalie, don't be like my wife, okay? It does not have nerve endings. It's not going to feel a thing, okay? <laughs> cut it back, and what you're going to do is you're going to remove um, the, part of the part of the plant that's slowing the plant down, which is seed formation. Okay. Seeds. Seeds. Yeah. Seeds. When seeds form on a plant, it's a major energy sink, meaning that plants have a budget like you and I, and their budget's carbohydrates. So when they form seeds, there is a huge drain inside that plant in the production of those seeds, and other things go to expense. And one of those things that go to expense is for more flowers. So cut the plant in half. By doing so, you're going to stimulate a bunch of oxen flow inside the plant, which will in turn produce a lot of new growth. And that new growth will give you more flowers. Great. Isn't that simple? It looks so sad. Oh, it's let's let's perk it up. Good. Give it a haircut. <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> Annalie, I must go because I must go into the garden kitchen. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're most welcome. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go into the Garden Kitchen. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Now it's time to go into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. Ladies and gentlemen, I have, I have to tell you, I have something in my house that you could never buy at the grocery store. It's a wonderful variety of uh, fingerling potato called Red Thumb. And it's a unique variety, one of the first of it's ever been made. And it was a variety that was developed out in, in Colorado. And it has a red skin on the interior portion. It has a pink flesh. Now, there's a lot of different varieties of fingerling potatoes. And fingerlings are literally small tube-shaped potatoes. They are varieties that have been around a long time. And what they provide is flavor. They're not starchy like those big Idaho things that we see all the time. 
And they are, are potatoes that are very low in starch. They have a very nice waxy flavor, waxy texture on the inside, which means they're very moist when you eat them. They originated in South America. And then they were taken by European immigrants and brought to North America. And they are, by any measure, delicious. There are yellow varieties. There are purple varieties. There are red, red skin varieties of fingerling potatoes. I encourage you, if you've never tried to eat one before in your life, make sure you try to eat a fingerling potato this weekend. They are absolutely delicious. And also, from a growing standpoint, very fun and easy to grow and very productive. And I highly recommend you plant some fingerling potatoes in the spring of 2020. You've been into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now. 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. And without further ado, up on the horticultural hotline, we're joined by Mr. Rich Pearson of Snyder Park and Arboretum. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I am uh, glorious, Mr. Richmond. And uh, cool. tell us what you wrote at GardenTalkBlog.com. Well, basically, I wrote about something I get to like look out my front windows and enjoy every day mm-hmm. in my yard. Uh, and it's uh, it meets all the metrics that I have in gardening. It's uh, it, mid-season summer. It's in. It's just coming into full bloom. And it happens to be in a place where it gets a whole lot of water. I cleverly planted it where our sump pump discharges, and it's uh, it's amazing, and it's attracting so many pollinators. So, what is the name of this mysterious plant? What I am? Well, yes, we did use this a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> this is Hibiscus moschatus. That's the uh, uh, the swamp mallow, and it's it's the primary species out there. And I think I have about eight different varieties, mm-hmm. everything from a, uh, a white with a deep purple eye, a good strong pink, up to a deep burgundy color. Uh, and some of them have burgundy foliage on them. They get about four feet tall and uh, about four feet wide. But what I have also done is in, uh, I have uh, Monarda, mm. uh, Monarda didyma, actually, the bee balm, that's coming up through them. And that's a good, strong, kind of a deep uh, pink-purple color. And then to just kind of give it a little bit more uh, architecture and some some color contrast, I have a variegated, a couple of variegated Arundodonax, which is the giant reed. I have those tucked in there. They're all wet site appropriate plants, and they are just thriving. It's it's amazing. So I have to ask a question. I have to ask a question. Yeah. Do the hummingbirds come to the, come come to the come to Rich's garden? Oh yeah, they're all over the place. <laughs> yeah, you know it's, it's funny is is I've got a hardy hibiscus in my yard too, and uh, I have a hummingbird family that comes to my house every year. I would love to put little G- GPS trackers on them and love to know where they fly to. I really would. And uh, <laughs> and and you know. The, the, the male hummingbird always amazes me because he, he has a chest that sticks out and he, and, and he comes to, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I'm seeing things in my old age or what, but I swear to God, it's the same one I look at for the last couple of years. And he comes in our, our yard, Rich, and he gets in that, and that hearty hibiscus and he does this little beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> and my my wife my wife Kim says it's amazing such a small thing can make a, such a large noise. <laughs> well, yeah, happy hummingbirds. Go figure. You know, and, uh, yeah. With the and the variety with the with the Monarda in there because they'll visit yeah. those too. And uh, and I'm getting bees and butterflies and I get even hummingbird moths which are cool. Mm. And I'm also finding hummingbirds like a variety. And they frequently will leave that planting, which is probably about a 20 by 20 planting, and they'll journey around the other side of the house um, 
and I didn't. This never occurred to me before, but they seem to really like hostas as well. When yeah, they bloom, they do. And, so, and you know, and the thing is, people will say, "Well, I'm going to put a hummingbird feeder up." I go, "Why? Why do you want to give them a low dose of crap?" When frankly, <laughs> I mean, it is because the thing is, why? I would rather have blooms in my yard, okay, than a sugar station, okay. If I want to put a sugar yeah. station in, that's crazy, you know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, something blooming that that is long term and you don't have to continually refill it seems like a better idea to me. Yeah, and it's a more of a perennial solution that improves the environment. Rich, as always, thank you so much. And you guys have a big event coming up next weekend at Snyder Park and Gardens in Arboretum. Tell everybody about it so they can put it on their calendar yeah. to go. It is the Jubilee for Snyder Park, Arboretums, and Garden. It starts at 9 o'clock, runs till 2. We have four speakers scheduled. Um, we will have some live local music. Uh, it is totally free admission. You'll get to talk to our master gardener volunteers. They are some of the most amazing, hardworking folks I've ever worked with. Um, and just see what we're doing right now, what we've completed recently. Some of that you can't see. They're, they just finished our new irrigation system. Um, but and, and see our master plans and see where we're going with this. It's an amazing facility. Hoping folks want to even get involved with it. Uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Oh, and it's free. Yes, I saw <laughs> that. Yes, I saw that. And we have free hot dogs. So what's not to love, you know? Flowers and hot dogs in Springfield. Exactly. What an amazing day that'll be. Rich, as always, good to talk to you. I must go before Javon starts to throw hot dogs at me. I will talk to you. I will talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. <laughs> take take care, my friend. All right. You too. Bye bye. When we come back, we're going to talk to Buddy and Tip a Canoe and Tyler too. Plus, talk to you at four five seven twelve ninety on twelve ninety and ninety five seven WHAO Dayton's News and Talk. Dayton and Springfield Station for twenty four hour news, weather, and traffic, and our Ask the Expert weekends twelve ninety and ninety five seven WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy, or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-226-9149. That's Arbor Experts at 226-9149. David Cemetery offers many options for your cremation, from niches in our mausoleums and columbariums to a ground burial in our traditional grave spaces or scattering in our remembrance circle. Like traditional burial, placing a cremation in a columbarium or mausoleum niche offers family and friends a physical location for memorialization. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. The recovery continues from the Memorial Day tornadoes, and WHIO isn't going anywhere. Listen for live local updates on Miami Valley recovery efforts and stories from our community. This is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Good morning, everybody. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Another nice day out there today, mainly clear to start off. Low temperatures around 64 degrees, partly sunny skies in the afternoon, slightly higher humidity with a high temperature climbing to 86 degrees. Into the evening and overnight hours, partly cloudy and will drop to a low of 67. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows partly cloudy skies. No rainfall on the radar except over to our east by Columbus 67 at the airport on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news. This is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
Okay. Four, five, seven, twelve, nine. I just wanted to hear what they got, what, what, what they were saying. I, you know, I'm just. They see, I'm just Stan Javon. I'm a learned man. Okay, I love to learn about things. So I'm asking. I'm not listening to this to understand what the lyrics are about. Sorry, I, I, I'm broadening my. I'm broadening my my musical horizons. Okay, let's go to Buddy in Tip City. Good morning, Buddy. Hey, good morning, Mark. How you doing, man? I'm well. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Hey, uh, last year I grew. I've got a four by sixteen raised bed garden. I grew approximately thirty popcorn plants in it. And this year, I can't get a thing to grow in it at all. Hmm. Um. Tell me what the soil's like in the raised raised bed, buddy. I'm sorry. Tell me what the soil is like. What, what was it like in a uh, an amended soil, or what kind of soil was yeah, it? It's an amended soil, mm-hmm. and um, um, then I put some uh, topsoil in it also. Okay. Uh, the gardens have done real good, and then this year it just hasn't done anything at all. Okay, I, so I, you put. I, let me ask you a quick question because we're tight on time. You had it. You had so, a certain type of soil in it, and then you added soil on top, right? Right. Okay. Did you mix the two together or not? Yes. Okay. So let's do this. Let's get a soil test made, and when we do a soil test, we want to do one. We want to do two different tests. We want to do a regular soil test that includes organic matter, and then a nutrient panel. And then we also want to do one that includes a textural analysis. And okay. and then I want you, while all this is going on with us going to the lab, I want you to dig a, a 12 by 12 hole and fill it full of water and see how long it takes for the uh, for the water to uh, drain out. Okay. And and then from there, give my office a call or maybe call maybe back on Garden Talk and I'll be able to help you out and figure out what's happened here. All right. Okay, sir. Um, where can I get a soil test up in Miami County? Um, just call my office, buddy, and we do soil tests for all people over the United States. Okay, man. I'll do that. Thank right. you. Thank you, buddy. It's good to hear your voice, right. man. Take care. Take care. And, of course, you can reach me at my office during the week at 937-835-3381. And, uh, Javon, it's time to take a quick coffee break. And when we come back, we're going to go to the top of next hour, which will be the 7 o'clock hour where I believe Mr. Jesse Mack will be uh, joining us live in the studio. We're going to powwow about the weather. And along with that as well, in the second hour of Garden Talk, we're going to talk about lawns and how important it is for you to start to think about seeding them coming up in a couple weeks. Along with that as well, give you the opportunity to talk to me at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. A lot going on in Garden Talk, and we need you to be part of it as well. And don't forget, during the week, you can always reach me at 937-835-3381 or go to my website at www.weberlandscaping.com. More Garden Talk will continue after this on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Downtown Dayton, McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.